Hey everybody, this is Casey Morse with the Two Worlds Podcast, and with me as always is the Booster Gold to my Blue Beetle, Jacob Dilly. How you doing, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you today? Oh, not too bad. It's like I just had like a pretty long and brutal workout, followed up by a lot of Chipotle. So as about as good as I can be after that. But you know, not <laughs> well, not too bad. My stomach's rumbling a little bit. Yeah, I understand that. I do love me some Chipotle though. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, we need to get them on as a sponsor. <laughs> Well, uh, let's do our little plugs here. We now have a Facebook page, and that is facebook.com slash twoworldspod. You guys can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC and Instagram at twoworldspod. And then if you guys have any questions, you can email us at twoworldspodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we, we just we beg you, please please rate and review us five stars wherever you're listening to this, please. And, and tell your friends too. And if you don't like us, tell your enemies. There you go. Maybe they'll like us. Yeah. And if, if they hate us and you're like, ha I got them too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start off with some news, man. Yeah. Did, did you, you hear about the Avengers campus? That's going to get put on the, uh, disney california adventure park i heard a little bit about it and what i heard sounded really cool like it sounds cool but it's also kind of it also sounds like kind of cheap because it's like they're gonna be like they're gonna have a a spider-man ride is one of the things i read and they're gonna have like a pim kitchen where like there's gonna be big food little food and that type of stuff and then it's gonna mostly like since it's new york it's not like the star wars world it's going to just look like you know factories and like buildings and stuff so like stuff's gonna look cool on the inside and there might be like spider-man swinging around but you're gonna have regular old buildings just everywhere kind of gets rid of like some like that part yeah because like they want to make it look like the mcu and that's what that looks like you know so it's (laughs) it's just gonna be like oh boy this isn't near as magical as the rest of disneyland (laughs) for sure but the coolest thing is there is a shawarma cart. So Joss Whedon's legacy will live on forever. Uh, and that is just most important when it comes to this campus. Yeah. And it's uh, set to open in July. So if unless, you know, coronavirus is still going on, it probably won't open then. But that's whenever I read this was the original, original opening date. So we'll see if that still happens. Right on. And then I also read, and this was actually last week, and somehow I missed it, but uh, they're making a Chu spinoff series called Chu, but it's spelled, instead of C-H-E-W, it's spelled C-H-U. And it's, I bet you're super excited about that. I really am. Like, I love the original one. Uh, it's so great. This is about Tony's sister <laughs> that's never actually in the comic. And she's a criminal, and she's a cybopass. And basically... What that means is when she eats food with somebody, she can learn their secrets. So she uses that oh. to rob people and that type of stuff. And it's going to be by John Lehman again. But instead of old Rob, they're going to get uh, Dan Boltwood, who I don't I'm not familiar with. But like 
I am just so pumped for this book now. Like I just after finding out it was gonna happen, I'm like, oh, I have to talk about this because choose one of my favorite series of all time. And this is just gonna this has to be good. For sure, man. That's really exciting. Um keeping with the comics theme here. Uh so this week Nightwing number 70 comes out and Last I checked, it was already up to $50 an issue on eBay. Um, and it's just like, people, are, are we really, are we doing this again this week? Just picking an issue to, to sell out and drive up the cost. I, I guess this is a Joker War prelude. Um, and, you know it's one of those things where Nightwing isn't really selling the hottest right now. Um, so, you know, not many people are going to have ordered this and everybody and their mother is going to want it this week. Now I have to ask, cause I'm dumb, but how is it that it's coming out this early? Like, isn't diamond like pretty strict about you not letting that stuff out early and all that stuff. Like, if they see, you know, you selling it on eBay, couldn't they just come back on the guy that's selling it on eBay? Uh, no, because the guys on eBay just say it's a pre-sale. So you give somebody the money, and then whenever that book comes out, then they will, like, package it and send it to oh, you. So I guess that's okay. their workaround. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. but But, yeah, like, that's a book that I've, been kind of meaning to try to get back into but every time i hear about you know rick grayson i i have to just kind of like uh i'm good yeah, you know and like the the more i read online every time nightwing comes up the comment sections are just full of people saying we're sick of rick grayson please give us like our regular old dick grayson nightwing back so and i know that i i read that, um, that it was going to get back to that whenever uh, James Tinian took over Batman. I guess like there was just going to be sort of this general shift in the Bat Family comics in general. So, you know, people thought that this whole Rick thing was going to go away. And maybe it is. Maybe it will during the Joker War or after the Joker War. But man, well, we're ready for well, that to be over. Isn't there like a big kind of, I don't read it, so, you know, keep with me, but isn't there like a thing going on now with the Talons and, and Rick? So like, where they're trying to get him to become a Talon and he was a Talon, but now he's, he was pretending to be a Talon, but he's not a Talon. Like, couldn't that, like, since they have all that stuff with memory stuff, couldn't that actually be how they bring his memory back, you think? Uh, well, that's a as good a guess as any, I suppose. I'm <laughs> not reading it currently because I just couldn't get into the whole Rick Grayson thing, even though I really like Dan Jurgens as a writer. Yeah, um, that was my whole thought with like wanting to get back into it because I follow Dan on Twitter and he always talks about it. I'm like, I love Dan. He just seems like a cool dude. Yeah. And I, I really want to read you know stuff that he's doing, but it's just like, man, I don't know if I can be okay with the stuff they're doing in Nightwing. Right, exactly. Well, hopefully things turn around soon and also hopefully our regular weekly issues quit jumping up to $50 on eBay the week they come out. 
<laughs> for sure, man. Um, and then also, we we figured this was going to happen sooner or later, but Shang-Chi is actually getting uh, a five-issue um, series soon, um, which, you know, with the movie coming out and everything, we kind of figured that was going to happen. But uh, the little blurb I found said, in this new series, Shang-Chi's fight for justice will collide with his past. Uh, when the hero finds himself pulled back into the fold, no one will be ready for what will be unleashed. With a target on his back after the revitalization of his father's secret society, the balance of power will shift in an epic tale of succession, family, and betrayal. So, uh, we'll see what all that means, but if you're a fan of Shang-Chi, at least you can look forward to uh, a miniseries coming out pretty soon. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Do you have, like, the creative team that's going to be on that? Uh, no, I did not see um, who was going to be in it. Okay. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Like, that's just, that, that is a book that, depending on the creative team, I'll probably be checking out because that's something I'm really interested in. So, I mean, let, sure. hoping for the best. Right. Um, so next, I saw a thing... It was called a superhero popularity vote. Um, and I am not entirely sure who put this on. I happened to see it on Newsarama. But uh, America's top 10 favorite superheroes. Any guess who the number one spot is? I'm going to go with probably Spider-Man or Iron Man or Captain America. Uh, no, actually. The number one most popular hero in America is oh, Superman. Yeah, one, can I get one? Uh, I was going to make one more guess and say Puck. <laughs> yeah, you were close. He was uh, yeah. actually nowhere near the top ten. Ah, shoot. <laughs> uh, but I'll read that whole list for you. So the top ten, we got Superman, Spider-Man, Batman, Captain America, Iron Man, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, and Wolverine. Wow. It's not what I expected at all. I didn't think Batman would, or Superman would be number one at all, because anytime people talk about Superman, it's like, he's just stupid. <laughs> I know. But, I, I get what you mean. But, I mean, I think having Henry Cavill play him might, might help. Absolutely. The other two list that came with that was America's top 10 favorite villains and I'm sure you can guess the number one villain probably Thanos no actually DC oh okay okay. Lex Luthor no it was the Joker oh duh so we got after uh, after that movie came out he's more of an anti-hero at this point just going against the establishment you know (laughs) for sure uh, so in order then on that one is Joker, uh, Catwoman, Venom, uh, Thanos, Lex Luthor, Magneto, Penguin, Harley Quinn, Mystique, and Loki. This seems like it's a very skewed towards DC poll, which I'm not complaining about, but it's just surprising. <laughs> right. Well, I think overall it was one of those things where it's like Marvel is the most popular, like 
just in general, but Superman just pulled the, the number one yeah. sort of things. Um, but the last list I thought was pretty interesting, and it was what superpowers Americans want the most. And this is just a top five list, so I'll give you the top five in order. We've got invisibility, followed by healing, time travel, superhuman strength, and then superhuman intelligence. I'm surprised flight didn't get on there. Yeah, no. I'm also like kind said, of. I, hmm. I was, I'm just kind of disappointed that there's so many creeps out there that want to be invisible. <laughs> I know, right? Because that is not I, uh, a that's not a good guy power. <laughs> right. Exactly. And like I said, I don't know who who was asked or whatever or who put this on, but uh, I don't know. I just saw it on Newsarama and thought it was somewhat interesting. Yeah, that was fun. I was like, I'm pretty surprised. Yeah. So are you excited for the New Mutants movie that's about to come out? I am. I actually really want to see it. Well, I got bad news for you. It's being delayed again for Ugh. what the tenth time because yeah. this time this time it, it's got a kind of a proper reason it's for the coronavirus along with mulan uh the quiet place 2 fast and the furious 9 about and i've heard a bunch of other movies might be getting delayed too like black widow might be uh wonder woman might be other you know movies that i'm excited for you know, i'm excited to see so that that's no good has the has the old coronavirus been affecting the comic shop at all? Um, it didn't this week, thankfully, and hopefully it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you gonna try My doing? My thought is that uh, you know maybe people are thinking, well, if I have to self quarantine, I might as well go pick up some reading material. Beforehand. That's good. I hope I hope that it makes them just buy more. Yeah, you and me both. <laughs> You think that you're gonna get some people starting to call you and be like, "Hey, would you uh, just meet us by my car with the with the comp with the goods, and we'll you know give you money that way, or will you mail them to us or anything like that?" You know, I would be more than happy to accommodate in either of those manners. Like, if if people want me to send stuff to them because they don't want to get out, you know, it's it's no skin off my back. And same with the curbside assistance. if it's paid for and you want me to bring it out to the car, I'm a nice enough guy. I'll do it. Yeah, I mean, you ship my comics to me, and that always works out pretty well. Yeah, I think so, too. <laughs> All right. And uh, the last thing I've written down for the news is another another coronavirus-related thing. Matt Reeves, has, you know, his Batman has been suspended filming for at least two weeks due to the coronavirus. I, it, it was going to happen. Not that surprised by it. It sucks, but you know I don't even know when it's supposed to come out, so I'm not too worried. Any thoughts on that? Um, man, I just I hope that all this can blow over. You know, after a week or two, they they say the quarantine is two weeks. I'm I'm hoping that people just we're we're all able to get back to our normal lives very soon. Yeah. That's all I can say. Yeah, I agree, dude. Um, right. So I saw that Robert Venditti is actually going to be off of Justice League soon and that uh, Cy Spurrier is going to be taking over. So I guess Venditti maybe just had an arc or so planned out, but uh, 
it's a shame because I like him a lot as a as a writer. I I was hoping he'd be on it for a while, but maybe Spurrier's arc is going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm a little disappointed. Like he's, in my opinion, he did a really great job of writing the characters. I was hoping I could, you know, at least one more arc of just kind of seeing how he was going to put them in a new situation because. You know, I I really like them, but this also just seems kind of like Venditti's lot in DC. Almost, it's just kind of like, oh yeah, you're gonna really like this for a little bit, and then someone else is gonna get, you know, gonna have to take over. Right. Like it happened, you know, it happened with Green Lantern, and and so it's just like, man, this sucks that it just keeps happening. <laughs> well, if anybody does like Robert Venditti's writing, I highly suggest the Hawkman series, which has been going strong a lot stronger than i thought it would you yeah. know I, I really didn't expect that book to continue but i think we're up to 20 something and it's still going so nice yeah yeah, yeah free, uh, freedom fighters was great when it was going on but it was only a you know maxi series right uh the last bit of news i had so the june solicitations came out this week and uh, I saw the solicit for Batman Three Jokers. Now, I thought that maybe DC was just going to axe this whole Three Jokers idea because they've been talking about this for a long time. And yeah, I, I really didn't think that it sounded like the best idea. But <laughs> I, I guess, you know, the more I hear about it, I guess they're just kind of bringing in Jokers from like different timelines or universes or whatever i know that uh oh the the killing joke joker is going to be one of them uh so i don't know it's, it's going to be written by jeff johns art by jason Fabok. so you know who knows it might be great the the part that that kind of made me roll my eyes though is that it's going to be a 6.99 book and i'm just thinking like are, are we paying extra for the extra jokers that are in it or like what's going on there? Cause $7 is a lot for one issue. Yeah. Like I will say though, two things, like one thing about the price, it, it makes sense because I was, I, I heard that it's supposed to be like one of the black labels and, you know, right. bigger books. So I think it's like 45 pages. Maybe I could be wrong about that. And then also the reason why it took so long to come out, I heard about this today on a different podcast I listened to. Um, Tony was talking about it. He said that they had just uh, Fabok, he like they didn't want any delays. So or have someone else switch over on art. So he did all of the art. It's the book is completely wow. done now. So yeah, that's that's the way I heard it anyway. So like they got all of the art done, all of the story done. It's just a complete book now. So we won't ha- like if you get really into it, you won't have to wait five months or however long you had to wait for Doomsday um, Clock. Well, just to <laughs> recount Doomsday Clock, that took two years start to finish. Two years. Yeah, I didn't even know it took that long. I knew it was going to take a long time, and so like yeah, that was so they when they did this one, they were just like do it all at once, then we can release it monthly or however long we want to wait in between each one. But so I like that and. Six ninety nine, it, it's a lot, but I think for that type of format, because it's a black label book, and I don't know what like the question costs right now, but 
Is it isn't it in the same ballpark as that? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's pretty similar. And if if you know if they do that format, then you know it's no big deal because that's kind of just what Black Label is. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's whatever. It's just like after a while, even as good as these Black Label books are, it starts to add up. Yeah. No, it's like. I'm fine with it because I think I'm reading two black label books. Right. That's it. You know, like if I'm, if I had my whole pull list was black label books, I just wouldn't be able to well, read I've comics. Well, I've got a couple guys in the shop that want like any black label book. That's just, that's on their pull list, all black label. Because they like it. And you know, wow. if you like I, it, then, then yeah. great. Um, it just, it, mm-hmm. I know it can get pricey sometimes. For sure, uh, that's you're gonna have to order a lot of these. Oh for yeah, sure, though. yeah. Like I've, thankfully, people are letting me know ahead of time that they want this, which always helps out the ordering process. Yeah, I'll let you know right now. I'm gonna be interested <laughs> in it too, actually. Thank I'm you. I'll make a note. Yeah, man. Well, let's uh, let's take a short break for our awesome advertising segment that I recorded once upon a time. And uh, we will be back shortly. Okay. Welcome back. Um, well, why don't we get into the comics Boy, that those, we talked about this week, or that we read this week. Those products sounded pretty they, great. Though, by those products, we mean Anchor, <laughs> which is what you're all listening to Anchor. right now. It's great stuff. Um <laughs> But why don't you start us off, man? Let's talk about some comics. Okay. I'm just going to list off what I read first, and then we can do like the brief sure. summary and all that type of stuff, if that works for you. Um, so I read Immortal Hulk 32, Avengers Wasteland 3, Green Lantern Season 2, Issue 2, Batman and the Outsiders 11, and Flash 751. What about you, man? I read Thor number 4. Uh, Jim Henson's The Storyteller Ghosts, number one. Um, Snot Girl, I forget which number. Star Wars Bounty Hunters, number one. And Decorum, number one. Nice, we have nothing in common (laughs) this week. How about about you tell me about the Bounty Hunters book? That actually sounded pretty awesome. I'm just kind of done reading star wars books for a couple years um honestly man it was pretty disappointing it uh i know i had had high hopes for this and maybe you know maybe next issue will be better but this just felt super rushed like like i said i'm definitely gonna read the next issue but uh i'm not like excited anymore it was there was just like too much being introduced and like none of it made sense like the you get the three bounty hunters on the cover which is boba fett bosk and i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right i think his name's valance or something like that but so you think which one's uh he's got uh on the cover like some of his face is torn away and there's like some cybernetics there um, I wasn't really familiar with the character. 
Yeah, okay. I was going to – if you're not familiar with him, there's no way I am. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, like, and if, if he's a big deal, then I will sound like an absolute poser of a Star Wars fan. But I mostly read it for Boba Fett and Bosk because I always thought they were cool. But um, essentially, some of them are on a team together. Well, I guess all of them are. And the mission goes wrong due to a betrayal. And then it cuts a few years in the future and somebody catches wind of the betrayer. And so they all want to get the band back together to uh, get some revenge, I think is what's happening. But like I said, it was kind of hard to follow and I'm not really sure. So I'm going to give it another shot just because I really like the idea of this book. Um, You know, it just it wasn't my favorite first issue. Uh, who was the creative team on that again? I think the writer was Ethan Sachs. Um, and the art was awesome, but I am just blanking on it right now. And I didn't take good enough notes to uh, to say who it is. <laughs> I got you, bud. What about one you read? Uh, I'll just start off with Immortal Hulk. Uh, it was written by Al Ewing, pencils by Joe Bennett. Uh, Roy Jose Belladurn and Brabo all on inks. I hope that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> it's got a question mark behind it. <laughs> and then uh, Paul Mountson on colors and the main story with Javier Rodriguez on art for the Zemu sequences with Alevaro Lopez on the inks and those. The art is amazing. Like, I don't really know why they switched up the people, though, because for the most part, they, they're they very similar. Like, I never understand why, like, and there was only, like, three pages that were the Zemu sequences, so it's not like it seemed that it was that necessary to get this other person on it, in, in my opinion anyway, but it was really like a pretty solid story the the art's great zemu's controlling people and like through their screens like on their phones on their tv all that stuff he's like basically implanting memories that weren't there like doing the mandela uh, effect and he makes people think that he's the hulk and that bruce is a terrorist and he's even like messed with bruce's brain and so like Bruce now really like he's trying to keep the Hulk at bay. The Hulk though, knows something's going on. And then like people have kind of realized like the, the doctor that's with them and doc Samson have both kind of realized, Oh, this is the Mandela effect. Someone's messing with our brain. We have to try to figure this out. And then the way this the issue ends, I'm not going to spoil anything. I can tell you after, after it airs, cause it's got me so pumped. Like this issue didn't do much for me, but the next issue, like, Oh man, I'm so 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 excited for it. It's gonna be great. Well, what's another one you read, buddy? Um, I'll talk about Decorum. So Decorum uh, is the new Jonathan Hickman comic, and um, Huddleston was on the art. I'm blanking on his first name, but I, I've seen him a lot lately. But um, so this book. There was lots of like crazy awesome world building, which I know is kind of what Hickman is known for right now. He, you know, he's doing a ton of it in the X-Men books lately. Um, but this book just has some 
crazy sci-fi, cool assassinations, weird powers, and just awesome artwork to tie it all together. And I'm certainly in- intrigued enough to keep reading it. It almost scratches that itch left by Saga. It's just I'm not familiar enough. I need that the, book to uh, come back. Characters yet to be like, oh, you know, I'm so tied to this, like I am Saga. But you know, it was a really strong first issue, and and I'm definitely gonna keep reading it to see where it goes. I gotcha. Sound. Sounds pretty neat. I, I like Hickman a lot, but there are times where it just seems like he gets lost up his own butt. And that's, you know, like, it's just like, man, you were starting off so good. What <laughs> happened? I I haven't read as much of his stuff as you have um, to share that opinion, but I have heard that from other people. But, you know, everyone's digging his X-Men right now and and like I know we just wrapped up um, East of West, so a lot of people are excited for this issue just to have some more of that kind of storytelling, and I'm on board so far. Yeah, and I, I bet you it's probably different with a creator-owned book, because I've never read any of his creator-owned stuff, yeah. so it might be, might be completely different for this, but like his Fantastic Four that led into... Um. Oh, the one big event. Blanking on that now. The Secret Wars. Yeah. Or, right. Okay. That led into that. Like that just kind of lost me. And then he did another one that also kind of lost me. With that being said, I still think he's amazing, and I would kill to have him be the head of Superman right now. Ooh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> right. <laughs> Okay, and uh, the the next book for me was Green Lantern Two by Grant Morrison, Liam Sharp on art, and Steve Olaf on the colors. The art, like, I love Liam Sharp's art in this. Like, I don't know how much of the character design is Morrison just telling him what to draw, and how much of it is just him drawing stuff. Like right now, Hal's back on Earth, so you don't get as much of the weird characters like you were getting in the earlier ones. But like Liam's just drawing all these like wild looking like monsters and all that other stuff and like in this in this story there's these old earthling species that are like these bird-like things and they're making people dig up their old eggs and it it's a fine story but it's also pretty out there and weird and it's kind of all over the place but the art really kind of brought it all back together and just made it really really great like i love liam sharp's art basically yeah you know i've got a lot of green lantern fans at the shop but overall they're really not digging grant stuff and i haven't read it to like give my opinion one way or the other but uh i'm curious how this whole like i guess they're calling it season two or whatever grant stuff is gonna go yeah like i 100 percent get not being into it and it's like i'm i'm pretty cool on it in all honesty like liam sharp's art is my favorite thing about it uh, I love Grant Morrison so much, and I think one of the main problems that here, though, is like my Green Lantern knowledge. It's like it starts with Kyle Rayner, really, and then it goes into the Jeff Johns era, Hal Jordan, and then on. So, and like I have like random stuff that I read as a kid that was my dad's, but I don't. Like as much as I love Green Lantern, I think those books are the coolest. I don't have all this knowledge. 
I know there's no way Grant Morrison before he did this didn't read all of the old Hal Jordan stuff because he's crazy (laughs) in the best way. Still, like he's more than likely referencing stuff that I've never even heard of, and so like I can appreciate it for that aspect alone. And so like I I get that that you wouldn't really like it because it's completely different than what Jeff Johns did and what Vendetti did and all the people in between. But I kind of take it as just like. Yeah, this is its own thing. There's no, you know, uh, in continuity Green Lantern book right now. This is all we get. And I like it. It's fine. But I want, I wish Vendetti was still writing Green Lantern, the main yeah. book. But like, yeah, like I said, it, it's a, it's good and the art's great. Yeah. Venditti's Hell was just phenomenal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So next I'll talk about Snot Girl. I really love Snot Girl. It's an absolutely hilarious book that like at least once or twice an issue, I'll actually laugh out loud. And that really doesn't happen that often when reading comics. But uh, <laughs> but Brian yeah. Lee O'Malley is just real good at this kind of stuff. And uh, I really like the artist. Her name's Leslie, maybe Leslie Hung. Uh, I don't know. I follow her on Instagram. She's really good. But uh, the problem with Snot Girl is as good as it is, it takes forever for issues to come out, dude. Like, uh, even the last page on this book says, and this issue, by the way, was the first one after hiatus. It says, thanks for reading. I know you know, we put out like one issue a year, but we have to go on hiatus again. Bye. And it's like, dang it. Now is, do you think it's how much of it is the writer and how much of it is the artist? Because isn't this the same dude that made Scott Pilgrim? Or no? Because I know he took forever just to make the last book. Um, maybe it, maybe so, it is you know. Brian Lee O'Malley because I I don't know if Leslie Hong is is doing any other books right now, and like she's constantly posting, just like sketches of Snow Girl and stuff on Instagram, and it you know it seems like she's working on stuff, but it could just be as she's getting it from him. I don't really know. And, you know, maybe he's got other stuff going on. I don't really know what all he's doing, but it's just like, you know, this is one of my favorite books right now, but dang it, it just takes so long for the next issue. Yeah, I got you, man. I know how that, I know how that is. Like with Sex Criminals, when that was coming out, I mean, it would be like one or two a year. And then, you know, You might might hear from it, might not. <laughs> Such a shame. Yeah. All right, man. The, the this would be like my bottom. This would be like number three on the list of the books I read this week. It was Batman: and The Outsiders by Brian Hill, Dexter Soy, colors by Veronica Gandini, and like it's again the like my, one of my favorite types of covers. It's got uh, Black Lightning on the cover of it, and he's like, and I don't have it with me, so I'm just gonna paraphrase what he says. But it's just like, I'm not doing this with Batman anymore or something like that. And he's like walking away. That has nothing to do with the book. Like if I was like, oh, he's mad at Batman, flip through it. Nothing like that happens at all. He's not even with Batman at all in this book. 
I love those type of covers. They're ridiculous and, and so also, much fun. That's nearly but, uh, like this one is every just... single outsider's cover. It's somebody saying, I'm not working <laughs> with somebody else. <laughs> yeah, it's it's usually Batman's being a jerk <laughs> and everyone else is just like Batman's mean. Everyone else is like, oh, right. he's leaving. But uh like this is just a big fight. Like this is all this really issue really is. It's Rachel Ghoul's guys versus the the main group of characters. And by the way, this is like a group of characters that all of them are pretty awesome in my opinion. I don't know the most about um, Duke, like uh, Signal. Yeah, that's his name, right? Yeah, I don't know the most about him. Like he's since he's relatively new, I don't know that much about him. But everyone else on that team, I just liked going into this, so that's why I read it. And even now, and not Duke is growing on me now, and so it's like this: this is a group of awesome guys fighting a bunch of other you know, neat characters are racial ghoul based. So it's like, it's going to be awesome. And so they all fight. Shiva's also on the good guy side right now. So that makes it even more awesome. And so, so she's helping them out. Then after they beat them up, uh, she like goes over to Cassandra and she's like, I don't like that. You're one of the, you know, the bats birds, but I do want to help you right now. And so they kind of have this nice little moment together. And then, she's going to join up with them to help take down Raish, which it's like, is she going to turn on him? Probably, but I'm here <laughs> for the ride. And then like, there's a side story going on with this girl that they saved in the beginning. Who's got superpowers that Batman's with right now. And she's with Batman and she kind of decides she wants to join up with them also and help take down Raish. And so Batman kind of like takes her to the spot. He's it's this wall of like weapons and costumes and stuff. And he's like, I beat the, you know, when I, I took this from the court of owls and he's like, choose what you're going to wear to, you know, help fight or what, you know, something like that. And, and it's like, I wonder if Dick Grayson was offered that, you know, was offered a choice of what he was going to wear when he got stuck with the Robin outfit, you know, like if Batman's like, here's the body armor, here's some booties and some tights. And he's like, booties and tights, please. Like, Oh, wasn't expecting that like, one. Really? Okay. Like, with the body armor right here. Yeah. <laughs> like this one's basically a giant target. And this one is another dark, cool thing. And he's like, I want the red. <laughs> well, it sounds right, fun man. regardless. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's not like, it's nothing that's going to make you go, well, man, this is just, you know, high class literature, but it's also going to be something you read through and you go, wow, this is just a fun throwdown. Sometimes you just need that. <laughs> like, that's all it really amounted to. Yeah, no, I loved it. Um, yeah, so next I read Jim Henson's Storyteller Ghost Number One. Um, I really love all the Storyteller comics that they've put out. Uh, I'm a huge Jim Henson fan. So it's great that they keep putting out these mini series. They've done like, let's see, there's been witches, giants, sirens, dragons, and fairies. So like each series is just four issues and each issue is a one shot story about that subject, uh, which is pretty cool. So this one was um, about a Scandinavian ghost creature so it was particularly interesting to me because I really like Scandinavian stuff, <laughs> as you know. 
Yeah, yeah I know you so, did, but <laughs> uh, this one was about just like a, a baby ghost creature. Um, it was kind of creepy, but also wholesome at the same time. And uh, it was a, a little piece of, you know, mythology that I didn't really know about beforehand. So it was cool to, to kind of learn something while enjoying a cool story. Nice. Uh, my, my next book was Avengers Wasteland number three by Ed Bryson. And it had Jonas Scharf on uh, the old art and Niraj Minan on the colors. So Doctor, it starts off with Dr. Doom. He visits Doc Ock and he's and Doc Ock's just been kind of like living as a hermit off on his own, not really wanting to be around people. And Doom kind of confronts him about it. And then it's kind of revealed what's happened to Doc Ock. And it's pretty cool. It's like very reminiscent of Spider-Man Reign with, you know, at least the best part of it, which that, that book's not very good. But if you've read it, you kind of pick up on what I'm talking about with Doc Ock. And then like, then it goes back to Danny, uh, the Danny Thor, the new Ant-Man, the uh, baby Hulk and the new Captain America. They're all fighting vampires, which when you have, superheroes fighting like vampires or zombies or anything like that that's so much fun because like then you just get to see them kill these <laughs> things and they don't really have to care like that and robots it's just like yeah this will be fun we can just whack them and you know win and so then like new cap keeps doing things that like shows he's a little bit insane like he's just like like they're questioning one of the vampires and he just cuts off the vampire's head and you're like Oh man, this guy—he's not—he's not a very Steve Steve Rogers, he, <laughs> but he's what you got. Um, then they go and they find uh, Viv, Vision's daughter. She joins the team. She gives New Cap Old Cap's shield, and she's been fighting Doom by herself this whole time. And I guess she had a big a big role in uh, Old Man Quill, which I wish I would have read because I love this. I'm loving this universe they're building. But I sadly didn't get to. But I guess she had a role in that. And I also just love books and TV shows like this. Like where they're just like, oh, yeah, we're randomly meeting these you know, new people. And we're building up this team to take down the bad guy. Like that is so much fun to me to read and, you know, see or however. So it's just really great. And uh, Bruce figures out where Doom's going to be next. So they're headed that way. And it kind of ends with some villains kind of about ready to attack them getting ready to attack them and this like last issue of this book was kind of so so and then this one's awesome like that's kind of the thing i ran into when i was reading dead man logan it was just like i have one issue and I'm like not much happened i'm not sure how i feel about this and the next one i'm like whoa <laughs> so i have a feeling this how this whole this avengers wasteland is going to be like every fifth issue i'm just going to be kind of like eh and then I'll go back to the next one. But, oh, man, that was awesome. So I'm here for yeah, the ride. For sure, man. Uh, the last one that I read was Thor number four. And, man, I am just loving this Thor book. Every issue is just like a total blockbuster. Um, so after last issue, Thor fights with Beta Ray Bill. Um so Sif comes down and takes Bill to Asgard and tells Thor basically to get his poop in a group. And then 
Galactus, you know, being the big <laughs> gigantic jerk that he is, uh, is devouring planets whether the people have evacuated or not. And, you know, Thor's whole like deal was like, I'll be your your herald, but these places that you need to devour, you gotta let me get the people off first. Um so it kind of bugged me because it's happened like once or twice where Galactus doesn't. And Thor just, you know, yeah. he wouldn't let that fly because he's Thor. Uh, but then in this issue, Thor tells him that, you know, after the Black Winter is dealt with, Galactus is going to answer for those things. So I really hope that it comes back to that. Uh, just just because it would be in character for Thor to be like, oh, by the way, remember when he did all this stuff that I didn't agree with? Well, now you're going to answer for it. And that usually ends in a super cool fight. Um, but anyway, this this issue, uh, spoiler alert, I'll give you a few seconds here. The issue ends with the Black Winter showing up uh, finally. So, uh, you know, next it seems like it's going to be a giant throwdown between Galactus and Thor versus the Black Winter. And, you know, anybody who's reading this book is just so ready to see that go down. Now, do you, since it's only issue four, do you think this is kind of early for that to be going down already? Um, yes and no, because like, you know, we've had, while while each issue has been great and there's been plenty of action, it is all still built up to this. So, you know, I'm sure five and six will probably deal with that and wrap up the, you know, the first volume or whatever. But there's still plenty to happen with, like, Asgard, for one, because they keep saying how the world tree, Yggdrasil, is dying, so... He's got that to deal with. He is temporarily housing all of these uh, aliens on Asgard whose planet's been devoured. So, like, you know, he's got to find them some homes or maybe do something with Asgard to accommodate them. So there, well, maybe all that doesn't sound like the most exciting. It's like if you're as tied to the story as I am, you kind of still want to see those things through. So there's still plenty that they can do. Uh, you know, after this fight, but we're we're still ready to see yeah. it, you know, come to head. I gotcha. Now, one other question though. What in the world is Thor supposed to be doing against Galactus? Like if he he's like, Hey, cut that out and Galactus is like, I'm gonna do it anyway, and then Thor's like throw my hammer at well, you. See, I don't know. I mean, when it comes to, you know, like Jason Aaron's Thor run, when it showed future King Thor, he kind of tussled with Galactus here and there. And, you know, I don't know if it was old age or whatever that that kind of made it, uh, I guess, more of a fair fight. I don't know, but... I you know I guess it just it depends on who's writing the book on what their power levels are like Thor shouldn't be able to you know hand Galactus's butt to him yeah. but uh but in this particular story I mean, he, he's no Hercules yeah, yeah he's no Hercules 
<laughs> but uh, you know, he he just seems to be able to to draw all this cosmic power from Galactus, and it's kind of this back and forth. He's he's kind of like a like a parent, really. Like, well, I gave you this power, I can take it away from you, and I really don't yeah. know where uh, where the limit is on either side of that tussle. So I don't really know what's going to happen in that fight, but it's sure going to look awesome whenever it happens. Yeah, you know, I bet, man. Because like so far, everything I've seen of that art looks. Incredible. Oh, it is! It's the best. It, it's without a doubt my favorite Marvel book right now, and I know I'm not reading a ton of Marvel, but man, it is an absolute, like I said, blockbuster every single issue. Good. Well, on to my last book, and surprising no one, the top of my list is Flash 751 <laughs> uh, by Joshua Williamson, Christian Dusi, and colors by. Luis Guerrero and Hi-Fi. Uh, this just starts with, you know, it kind of starts with the last one, ended off the last main story. It's, it starts with Godspeed telling Barry about a time Flash had saved him. It was just kind of fun story. It kind of foreshadowed what was going to happen in the rest of the story. Godspeed and Barry fight, of course, and it made for a pretty neat looking fight. Iris investigates the Flash Museum because there's a spot in the Flash Museum where they have like a, uh, make sh- not really makeshift but they have a like a big lab that's known you know no normal person knows about and in there she starts you know she has some stuff from from the future because uh, i'm blanking on it i'm blanking on his name but the oh it was commander cold for, it was from the future he was there and he brought over some future stuff for barry he's like them this is against time law but i trust you barry so here's some stuff so she looks up Paradox and she finds out that the only time Paradox was ever defeated was by the reverse flash. So that was kind of neat, like that they're bringing him back and stuff because he kind of becomes a hero in the future, which I, I really like because I like that character. Paradox then reveals his plan, which then had God uh, Godspeed kind of go, well, I knew you were lying to me. And he then reveals he was on the other side. He was, you know, just letting Paradox kind of monologue, basically. And so then they team up, but turns out Paradox is tough as heck, and he beats them both up. <laughs> and then it just has this, like, wild ending where something happens. I'm not going to spoil that. Like, I've spoiled everything else. I won't spoil that. Well, a wild ending that I'm like, wonder how they're going to get out of this one. <laughs> Probably something Speed Force related. So uh, what comics are you guys excited for this you know this coming week and what do you want us to check out like is there anything that you're like why didn't you guys read this just let us know email yeah, us for sure i'm i'm always open to find the next like awesome comic that i'm not currently reading all right now are you ready for the fantastic four i buddy? am lay it on me all right the coronavirus is sweeping the nation what are your top four favorite comic book infectious diseases? Ooh, that is uh, both relevant to the times and a great, just a great question in general. Um, I'm going to go with uh, vampirism and X-Men because I have a chunk of those comics when the X-Men fought vampires and it was just a lot of fun. Um, 
I'll go with the Terrigen Mist and that whole thing with the Inhumans. Um, we'll say just in general zombies, whether it's Marvel zombies or the more recent Deceased. And then I'll go with the disease in Why the Last Man. I do love Why the Last Man. That's, I mean, it used to be my favorite comic of all time. And then like I read Starman and that kind of took over, but yeah, no, that one's really great. It's less, it's less contagious to be technical, <laughs> but it's, you know, it's still really great. Um, but yeah, man, good, good yeah. list. I don't have as many gripes as I did last time. Uh, so yeah, we're going to introduce a new segment on this show. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, me and Jake early on in his comic book funness. And even when I was a kid, before I knew him, you always talk about like, Oh, who would win in a fight this guy or this guy. And we have been tech. Like he'll like, there was times where we would just be working and he would text me or I would text him and be like, yo, Batman or Nightcrawler. And then we'd go in like the, the specifics of each character and why we think one would win versus the other and all this other stuff. So we're going to be doing just, fights yeah like we're gonna both come up with a team hopefully thursday we're gonna be releasing a new podcast where we are both drafting nba style back and forth our teams for the you know for who who we think is gonna win this is gonna be more of a kung fu fight so it's gonna be no like the rules are we're gonna be no weapons and you know first to be knocked out or something like that we'll discuss the rules more in detail but yeah so we're gonna just be talking about different martial arts guys. And then the winner, like, let's say he beats me and he's just like, you know what? I really want to see what I, who I really want to have fight magic users. So we're gonna have teams of magic users and we'll just be going off, you know, going that way. And so it's basically going to come down to a vote between me and him who we thought won each one. And then if it's like a tiebreaker, if I'm like, no way did your Dr. Fate beat my Dr. Strange, then you guys can come in and vote either on Twitter, Instagram, or email us. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to the debate and discussion on those. Um, so, yeah, that's that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, again, if you guys want to give us a like on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash twoworldspod. You can also follow us on Twitter at two underscore worlds underscore PC. And then there's also the follow on Instagram, which is at twoworldspod. And then, uh, you know, let us know via email at uh, twoworldspodcast at gmail.com if you guys have any input on the episode. And uh, don't forget to rate and review us five stars wherever you're listening to this. And tell your friends. And be safe out there, guys. Yeah, let's, uh, let's overcome this crazy, crazy thing sweeping the nation and keep reading great comics. And wash your hands <laughs> all right guys we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon bye